<laughs> yeah, yeah, what's up, yo? Hey, what's up? Is that the Grim Reaper? Oh my god! Why are you still clapping? Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome. This is Words with Ali. I am your host, Ali Sievright. And this week's episode, I'm going to say some words on fear. But more specifically, being anxious. Hey, girl. You going to eat your cornbread? Mm -mm. Oh, Trevor. Don't say that to You talking to me? Yeah, I think you're talking to you. Um, no, not, not at all. Um, I want you to have it. Uh, Willie, you mind passing this down to... Uh, hey, no, hi, Willie. Don't, don't pass your cornbread to him. That's your cornbread. Ray, I'm a grown man, okay? I'm not gonna eat this cornbread. If he wants the cornbread, damn it. Have the cornbread. If he wants some cornbread, let him go up to the front and get his own portion of cornbread. That's your cornbread. Fuck him. Hey, man, he gonna eat his cornbread, all right? Fuck you. Ray, look, I don't, I don't need you to... to, to Take up for me. I'm all right. I'm a, I'm a grown man. I can handle it. If you that. let him have your cornbread, you're going to be adding his drawers and clipping his toenails. Shit, I don't need his Maybe I ought to eat your cornbread. Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree going to begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, begin to taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck that. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. And that go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers want to try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's going to be consequences and repercussions. Now, for me, that, uh, the scene, that scene from the movie Life perfectly encapsulates the internal thoughts of being anxious. I'd be thinking that entire situation... In my head, having both of those dynamics. Oh, just give him the cornbread, fuck you. All at the same time. But never saying anything out loud. So I'd be trapped in a literal prison of my mind. Debating with myself to even speak anything. And then trying to figure out whether or not they think that I'm thinking too much. While they're looking at me and then... Fearing about that and then a whole fucking loop of thought and then jumbled and like to be honest, like most of the time in my younger years I just make sounds. I make sound effects like mm uh-huh like that. And like I wouldn't give like word answers because like I couldn't put out the words I wanted to say because my mind was so fucking jumbled with thought and worrying and awareness of how I feel and how the other people are reacting to how I feel or how I perceive that they think that I feel. It's like, it's a whole fucking thing. And like, this all started from when I was a kid. And when I first started working at the age of 10 with my pops and my brother, and like, we were put in an environment, an adult environment as children. And we had to meet my father's expectations because he had to meet the the builders expectations and the customers expectations and a lot of these people had very high expectations and he was a perfectionist on top of that so when we made mistakes he he really let us know for hours you know how how bad the mistake was how we could have fixed it and how we can never make that mistake again because you know, it costs them time and time and, you know, construction is business is money. 
you know, it's not good business. So, like, I remember one time I dropped a panel because we were supposed to put it in the basement. And he said, like, oh, just uh, put it in the basement through the window. And um, I sort of dropped it. And it, I broke, like, this uh, plastic clip uh, on the inside of it. And it was supposed to hold, like, the main breaker. And, like, it's one of the most crucial parts of the panel. And it fucking broke. And, um... Yeah, I remember for, I counted the hours, six hours straight. He's like, why'd you do that? You should have put it like this if you went in. Oh, why'd you do this? Like, I just did what you told me, man. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I am 10 years old. Mistakes happen. I am not supposed to be here. (laughs) And like that mistake cost him, I think like $800 because he had to replace the whole thing. And, um, yeah, it was, uh. It was not fun. And then from then on, like, I always been contemplating shit in my head before I'd say it at a very fast rate so I can move through life smoothly. But, like, at the same time, for me, it's not fucking smooth. It is horrendous. Because dealing with my my father's expectations and his perfectionism was its own thing. But then we move more externally to the people on the rest of the site. And I had to deal with a lot of racism. A lot of fucking racism. Like, I remember sometimes, like, some guys would walk past me, and it's like, and they'd whisper, fuck a digger. And, like, they knew I could hear them. And they'd say it all the fucking time. And these guys would just be hoping you fuck up. And they'd be looking at and watching you, making sure, like, seeing if you're going to do something so they could, you know, call you out and get you fired off of the site. And it was everywhere. And, like, that that, that part really, really made me fucking paranoid and made me, like, super highly aware of, like, everything I do. And, like, from then on, I carried that into every facet of my life. Like, even something as simple as, like, the school dances. You know, like, I I, I, I love dancing. I'm a, I'm an avid dancer. I am very energetic. But, like, back then, I would literally choreograph what I wanted to do in my head before I do it. And then I'd try to execute it as perfectly as I see it in my head so that, like, it doesn't look wonky in front of other people. And then they'd start saying stuff. And then uh, it was a whole thing. And, like, you know, I was a big, I was a bigger kid, you know. And uh, so I was also very conscious and aware of that. And I was wondering, like, oh, is my shirt rattling up? It's like, yeah, if you're a big person, you know that little tuck that you do with your shirt, you know, you pull it out a little bit, you know, so it doesn't catch on some of them rolls you got going. And, like, being aware of that consciously every two minutes, every two minutes, I'd be like, i just pull on it just so it wouldn't rile up or, you know, catch in a fold or something. And, like, being aware of that every two minutes, plus what other people are doing, what I'm doing, it, it's, it's, it's a fuck, it's, it's, it's fucking too much. It's too much. <laughs> and then there, there came the part where, you know, everyone's doing the slow dance and they're asking a girl, they're like, hey, you want to dance with me? I tried that. 
But before I even attempted, I'd think about every possible outcome, even something that was so unlikely, it wasn't even in the realm of possibility. Like if I asked a girl to dance, like she'd look at me, step on my foot, uppercut me, kick me in the nuts, push me on the ground, say like, oh, this guy's a piece of shit. He's ugly. Ew. Beat him up. Throw shit at him. Like I thought that. I thought that whole scenario out like it was going to happen. My mind drifted to the worst possible outcome every fucking time. And what made that crazy is that like I'd accept that ridiculous outcome as this is what's going to happen. It never happened like that. Not once. But I'd always accept that as the possibility so I can, you know, be prepared for the worst, you know, thing to happen. So I won't, you know, freak out. I'd accept the worst thing to ever happen just so I wouldn't freak out in front of people. That is craziness. It is literal craziness. And like, honestly, the worst one I got was like the girl said, like, no, I don't like you. That was the worst one. Looking back at it now, I'm like, oh, why was I so upset about that? <laughs> but I was I was torn up. I was like, damn, she don't even like me. What the fuck? I'm a piece of shit. I'm garbage. I'm not even a human. I'm a beast. What am I? I why am I even dancing? I shouldn't even be here. I don't like and like this train of thought just going down and down and down. And then, like, I'd get stuck there. And, like, I didn't have a way of navigating that or trying to break myself out of that. I just stay stuck in that mindset that I'm worthless, that I'm garbage, that I'm nothing. That, And, like, outwardly, I didn't express that at all. I'd be chill. I'd be standing there at the corner just bopping my head to the music. Like, yeah, yeah, look how cool I look. Yeah, but inside, I'm a fucking mess. Everything's a mess. Oh, you have no idea how fucking messed up I'm thinking right now. But like, I look cool right now. <laughs> and yeah, as I got a little bit older, we had uh, some uh, community dances at a, a community center not too far from uh, my house. And um, yeah, there, there we got, it got, a, yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be, I think it was like 12 what was the ages again? It was like it was like thirteen and under. But like there'd be like some high school kids that sneak in there and like there's some people smoking, doing other stuff. There's bare whining and grinding and it was grease. I loved it. <laughs> but it was also so dark and like there's sometimes lights and the DJ playing all the hits and um yeah, it was, a, it was a good time. It was one of the few times where I was more bold because I felt like, okay, I don't know. Because, like, it'd be, like, you know, different kids from different schools and shit. So, I'd never see them again. So, I'd just, I'd, I'd be saying shit and doing shit that I normally wouldn't do because, like, I felt in my head, like, hey, there's no consequences. I don't know nobody here. <laughs> and, like, legitimately, it was a club for children. It was, and, like... Man, like they had like a old like bar too. Like you could get sodas and candy. Like a like it was like it felt like an actual like real club, 
and like you walk to the quiet area, get the you know your candies and shit, drink up, talk to some folks, exchange numbers. Then you go back out into the dance floor, dancing, grinding, trying to you know hot dog that meat in the bun. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> oh my, oh my. But um, yeah, I remember I was uh, just dancing by myself. And then I saw this girl and like, I don't know what came over me or, or why I did this, but I just walked over to her, just, just slapped her right in the ass and said like, yo, dance with me. Like the smoothest motherfucker out here. I'm like 12 years old doing this shit. I'm like, where did this come from? It's like, hey, yo, the Jamaican just wake up in me, you know, but, <laughs> and, um, yeah, she, she was not receptive of that, of course, because that was uh, fucked up by me. <laughs> but you know what? I had to learn that uh, lesson. Uh, she slapped me in the face. And, uh, you know, I accepted that. And um, since then, I was very uh, respectful of women. I never did that again. Uh, of course, without, you know, consent. Um with consent, you know, like, you know, man's out here grabbing, like, you know what I'm saying, like, a handful of this, a handful of that, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, it all goes, you know, like, get the consent first, and then you proceed, but, <laughs> that, that dance was, those dances were one of the few places where I felt more safe to express more of my natural self, because, like, outside of that, I wasn't even able to look girls in the eye. Like I was probably maybe like 16, 17 where I was able to like look girls in the eye. Like all of them years up to then had school projects, assignments, you know, and like trying to talk to girls. I wouldn't look up into their eyes. I'd look at their chin, their forehead but never directly into their eyes because I don't know what it was. It just fucking freaked me out a little. And like took, it took a while for me to start doing it and then be comfortable with it. And like, it was, it was like this fucked up thinking that I had that like subconsciously. And I guess a little consciously, cause I did think about it a lot that if I was looking a girl in the eye, she can see, every flaw about me like what i was thinking what i was going to do like and just like having that thought that like i i feared connection i think that was the biggest thing because like when you're looking someone in the eyes you're connecting with them on some level and like i feared that and i was very in my head about connecting with people and whether or not they accept me and for like a lot of years, I I try to avoid, you know, making unnecessary contact because I didn't want to give like the impression that like I'm OK. Which is fucked. And mind you, I probably should have went into therapy for a lot of the shit I dealt with, you know, um, you know, I lost uh, some friends at a young age. And, like, dealing with that grief, like, my best friend I lost when I was 17, and I'd known him since I was six. And dealing with that grief, you know, 
it I didn't I didn't really deal with it to be honest. And you know it fucked me up for a lot of years. And like I really feared connecting with people again because I thought like man at any point I could lose you. And like that that fear that thought in my head it it just stays. Even now I feel that. I mean, like, not nearly as much as, like, I did back then, but, like, it's still, you know, a, a little thought in the back of my head that I have. But, like, I don't let it control me now. You know, I try to move in a way where I make valuable connections and enrich my life and other people's lives as well. Because, you know, over, like, I'd say, yeah, over the last, I don't even want to put a number on this, over the I. Over the last few years, I've started, you know, opening up more and, you know, doing more adventurous things and trying to connect with more people just so I feel more normal again. And it's been so fucking dope. Met so many new people, had so many more like dope experiences and like. It's probably the best decision I ever made in my life. So while I fear losing uh, people and connections, I, I've, I've come to accept everything that life is. And that's a part of life. You know, we're, we're not all going to live forever. So enjoy, enjoy the time we got and, you know, live it up. YOLO. But yo, don't YOLO too much, though. YOLO, but not too much, though. You know what I mean? Like, don't set yourself on fire. You, you know what I mean? That's not a YOLO moment. That's a no-go, you know? Because <laughs> even now, I'm thinking about when I when I first did uh, driving school. Like, uh, it's a while back now. And, like, you know, learning how to drive. In the in-class shit, nailed it. I knew everything. Perfect. Knew all the signs all the wordage, everything, all the rules and shit. Then we get in the whip. This guy got me in this, like, tiny friggin' Toyota Corolla. He's got shit in the back, so I couldn't really push the seat all the way back. So I was like, damn, man, you got me like this? And he's like, okay, buddy, you just want to, you know, take it out nice and smooth and, you know, just go take a left here, take a right. And I was like, okay. And, um... Yeah, it was real chill. He's like, okay, parallel park, you know, just go line up and then line up the thing and then bring it back and do that and then, you know, do that. And I'm like, yeah, man, this is fucking nice. He's like, yeah, buddy, it's good. You're good. And he's like, okay, now we go on the highway. I'm like, what? Yeah, now we go on the highway. Just take the the exit here. Go, 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 speed, speed, speed. I'm like, oh, shit. And like, I haven't driven that much at that point. And I never been on the highway. To me, the highway was a fucking just like maelstrom of cars that somehow don't crash every two seconds. And so for me, I got super anxious. I'm I'm just thinking my brain could not compute fast enough to deal with the amount of shit. And like there's people fucking swerving and I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm speeding up. I'm doing like 120 getting onto the highway. And he's like, OK, buddy, that's a little too fast, a little too fast. You know, slow it down, slow it down, please. And then, like, then, like, we're cruising. And he's like, oh, you're pretty good, man. You're pretty good. 
He's like, yeah, yeah, you're nice. And I was like, and I, and I told him, like, verbally, was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm really nervous about this. He's like, really? I couldn't tell. And, like, and like I guess outwardly I looked mad chill, but, like, inside I was like, holy shit, holy shit, don't die, don't die, don't die, don't die. Don't. Oh, my God, almost died. The truck, 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 truck. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, what's, what's, he's turning, he's turning. Oh, my God, he went in front of me. Oh, he's slowing down. Oh, my God, I got to slow down. I was like, bruh. Man's, man's fucking, I don't even know what happened to me, but like I reached a point of enlightenment while driving. I was like, oh, this is chill. This ain't bad. We didn't die. I feel the sun on my face. Everything is good. Life is well. I am free freedom freedom and like <laughs> we get off the highway and then like he gave me daps and shit and like um i won't forget this he raven that guy he's a, he's a really good teacher man he's a really good teacher because i i think he knew i was freaking out but he didn't want to let me know that he knew but like yeah, it was it was pretty chill. And yeah, past driving school. Fucking did that. Got my license, everything. And then, you know, just chilling. And like, why was I th freaking out so much? I made it so much bigger than it had to be. It wasn't it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a big deal at all. And so, yeah, now I'm a lot more conscious of when I get into that uh, thinking mindset and I end up on like that tumbling tumbleweed of terror. And like I consciously always tell myself like, hey, nothing bad happened. You're good. Hey, my dude, you're good, my dude. Nothing bad happened, dude. You're chilling, bro. Look at your face. Your face is chill. Resemble your face, bro. You're chill, bro. We're just chilling, dog. And then I take a deep breath. Relax. And then just keep moving. Because staying in that mind state is not only stressful, but it is so so exhausting putting the energy into thinking about the worst possible outcomes every single time something happens or even when something doesn't happen it is exhausting and like literally sometimes man's would just start sweating because like i'm using so much brain power my body's like yo bro we gotta cool off <laughs> And so it's nice to just, like, tell my brains, like, hey, yo, dude, you need to, you know, just, like, relax, bro. Nothing, nothing's guaning, guy. Like, relax. And then my brain's going, like, hey, yo, dogs, yo, something about to happen, though, still. We got to think about this, that, this, that, the other. You know what I'm saying, dude? We got to do all this. Like, yo, bro, relax. Relax yourself, no, man. You not see nothing not happen? Eh? And that's when the Jamaican comes out. You not see nothing not happen, man? 
Why you think about so many things and not bumble class shit not happen yet? Relax, boy. And my scarpo brain's like, you know what, man? Yeah, true, 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 dog. True. Yeah, everything's nice and chill, though, still. All right. All right, bless up, though, still. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a therapist. I'm not trained in any way in anything. I'm just speaking off of what has helped me. And I guess, yeah, for anyone that's, like, they feel themselves consciously getting stuck in like a line of thinking that's not beneficial. It, it helps to just stop, stop whatever you're doing right then and there and just have an internal dialogue with yourself and tell yourself that nothing bad has happened. Everything is chill and we are okay. And that has helped me significantly. And yeah, I recommend if you have like very, very severe anxiety and like other stress related things, just talk to someone. Please. It it helps immensely. You know, and like I wish back then, you know, when I was younger, I talked to someone. Even even if they weren't a therapist, you know, like just so I didn't feel so alone in this feeling of just like being stuck. And it was when I found out that other people felt like this too, that it made me feel a lot better about how I was, you know, trying to, you know, navigate it. You know, not everybody's going to be perfect. You know, not every situation is going to work out, but that doesn't mean you have to tear yourself down before anything happens. And so, yeah. Talk to someone, tell yourself everything's chill, and you're okay. And, uh, yeah, other than that, I'm going to say my peace. You guys take care. And, uh, yeah. All right, y'all. Peace.